Hello there. Welcome to the How Scary Is It podcast, a podcast in which we watch some movies and then we determine how scary is it. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, hi, my name is Anthony. And I'm Bree. And uh, we're here and it is a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday that we're recording this on. We are both terribly sick. Sicker, sicker than yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh. I woke up. Okay, so let let the audience know. You hear us cough? No, you didn't. You hear us sniffle? No, you didn't. You hear y- us- you're going to hear a lot of sniffling. You're going to hear a lot of coughing. We're both fighting colds. We recorded technically last week's episode yesterday and we wanted to knock this one out early because we have a busy schedule coming up in the next couple of weekends so we're not going to be able to get back into the booth so we're our hand is a little forced here to record while we're sick lest we take a week off which i didn't really want to do so yeah because i i got i'm going out of town next week he's going to be busy the weekend after that we're just busy every weekend of February. Yeah, and we're both battling colds right now, and they've been going through the different phases. So we. Uh, so I'm like a day behind Anthony in the phases of this cold. I've I've just got to the congestion phase, and I'm in like this like gross phase. I would call it. I was in the gross. Yes, Where- I was in the gross phase like yesterday and like two days ago. Uh, my, the way my colds run, I usually get like a tickling in my throat and then I start to feel it a little bit and then I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting sick. And We're going to cancel our Super Bowl party today. Yeah. And then We're I gonna go. We're going to have our parents over and that was it. Just both of our parents because our siblings suck butthole and they never freaking come to anything. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I started to feel it a couple days ago and... I was he like, blamed it on me at I first. I said, Bree, I think I'm getting sick. I think you got to take the precautions. No, he said, Bree, I think you got me sick. And then he was describing <laughs> his symptoms. And I said, well, I did have a cold last weekend, but none of the symptoms you have were symptoms I had. And then he said, maybe I'm just exhausted. Because I had a big weekend. Because he had a big weekend. Yeah. So I didn't take any precautions because I also assumed he's just a baby and he is exhausted. And then I woke up with a sore throat and I was like, this mother effer. I went through got the me tickling in my throat sick. to the <clears throat> like doing that all the time. And then I went into the sore throat phase, which was like two days ago. And now I'm hitting the congestion phase, which is usually the last leg of it. But the congestion phase for me normally lasts about three or four days. Anyway, I'm angry at him because he's angry at me because I was snoring. But I can't... I can't help but snore if I can't breathe. And whose fault is it that I can't <laughs> breathe? Yours. So I am sick because of you. You are the common denominator. I told you. No, so you, you did had, not. You That's had the flu. Lie. You had the That's flu a couple lie. weeks He's ago. He's a liar. And I ha- okay, so listen to this, everybody. Not only did I have the flu, and that was in December, not a couple weeks ago. I had the flu in December. No, you had the flu like last weekend no i had a cold that was not a cold you had the flu kid (laughs) that was not a cold i saw you that was not a cold and then i got sick last weekend and then i get sick this week i'm like i can't catch a freaking break i better not be sick next weekend i'm out of town i'm going on a i'm going on airplane you'll be fine you'll be fine by next weekend i hate you um give it a couple more days you'll be fine by thursday 
Um, it's Sunday now, so yeah, a few more days should do it. I This is not the worst cold I've ever had. I think the worst cold I ever had was, do you remember like earlier this year, last year, when I think it was like Easter, and I had to sit there with like an ice pack on my eyes because like my eyes kept like tearing up <laughs> <laughs> and they just hurt. That, that was, was probably the worst weekend. cold. That was me like last weekend. Uh, last weekend was a horrible sickness. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to die. Stop talking off mic. I felt like I was <laughs> going to die. So, yeah, we're fighting uh, the, this, the, the ugly right now. Both of us are fighting losing. the ugly. I did, just take, I did just take the dog for a walk and he was so excited to go on a walk. He smelled all the stuff. Yeah, he, he came in. He was a very happy he, guy. He took a poo-poo on the walk. And then I we get home. I got to go <laughs> throw the poop in the garbage can that's in the backyard. So I opened the backyard gate. And immediately, I could tell he was getting ready to go. Got <laughs> Immediately. It's been a while because it's been so rainy outside that we haven't taken him out to run in the backyard because it gets muddy. And, and standing water. And yeah, I don't want him drinking all the standing water because we have an easement. Mm-hmm. and where our house is like kind of on a hill where there's like a slant in our backyard and then there's an easement at the very bottom um and the water usually like our house is never gonna flood but uh the easement floods quite yeah. often so we don't like to bring him down there but i close the the gate to our backyard i throw the poop out and then i unhook his leash from his harness and this guy goes absolutely goblin like he is running around <laughs> like grass is flying up oh yeah his, like paws are digging in and grass uh-huh. is going pew 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 and he, I, he was just making me laugh i was like laughing and i was like he's just so excited for it to be like spring yeah for it to be like nicer weather out. i think he's definitely like a spring and a fall boy he loves winter though he loves the snow but he we loves, haven't had a lot of snow this year no he loves snow but he really loves he doesn't like that he doesn't get to go out often in the snow because it's too cold. It gets he's a really short, cold. He's a short-haired dog. He can't be outside. His, his paws get ice in them. And, and, yeah, and, and he gets... His dew claws get, like, chapped. And, like, we just got to make sure that like, his feet are taken care of. So he can't go outside for long periods of time in the snow, even though he loves the snow. And we haven't had, like, big snows where, like, we're home. We had a lot of snow last year, and um, Kaido loved it. Loved all that snow last year. That was his first snow ever as a little little puppy dog. And he loved it. he would... Uh. I, I remember I had to carve out a little path for him because Kaido has places where he's not, like, a normal dog. He won't just, like, poop anywhere in the backyard. It's such a big backyard. He can go anywhere, but he chooses like one or two spots that he just loves and he just goes in those spots. So last year we were still training him to go outside at this time. So I had to carve out and shovel out our backyard to get in to be able to go in that spot. Um, now he's fine and he'll, you know, he'll be fine without people me don't understand. It out. Like uh, our neighbors, I think, judged us because we put him on a leash and like. We were training him for Fuck our neighbors for like a for neighbors. a good year and a half. Like we wanted- our neighbor our neighbor to our immediate left of our house, Craig. He's love, cool. Love Craig. Love Craig. Love Craig's wife. The neighbor on the other side of us never talks to us. Love it. 
the one the the people that are across from our backyard are nosy as hell and it is making me angry and they're always like they always like i'm so non-confrontational i I remember like i took the dog out on the leash and the lady was like can i just ask why the leash and i said we're training him because shut up that's why i was like we're training him i was like once he goes to the bathroom i take the leash off and he can play i was like but when we go outside with the leash he needs to know this is toilet time you know what it worked because now when i take him out on the leash he goes immediately like he knows and i like i put in all that effort to train him to do that and like now it's starting to pay off it's like we want him to know the difference between it's that we're going outside to play versus we're going outside to go to the bathroom yes because we have such a strict schedule as teachers we're like he needs to go to the bathroom at six o'clock in the morning because we're leaving because we're gone until four o'clock in the afternoon four thirty. Like, i was like you need to go to the bathroom now mm-hmm. and then i've trained him this was especially prominent when he was a puppy when he was so small and it was like um he could have easily just like gone in the house. He he will never do that now. Oh, he's Kaido so good. One, one of the first weeks we got Kaido, I guess we had him for maybe like a month at that point. I'm sitting here in the podcasting room before we even started the podcast. Um, I had been streaming on Twitch. So I had my video game set up and everything. And I'm sitting there talking to some of my friends on Discord. And Kaido comes in. I go, hi, Kaido. And he just pisses <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> and now I look at Kaido. About a year and a half later, and I'm like, he would never, ever do that. Like, uh, he's, he's so such, well behaved he's now. He's such an angel. And, like, I've trained him now. Like, when I come home, it's like four o'clock. It's, n- it's, it's not late enough to go out for his poop, but he's been inside all day. He needs to pee. Like, as soon as I get home, I like to let him out to pee. I've trained him to the point now where I could just open the door and say, go pee. He runs off the deck, goes and pees, and then runs back inside. Yeah, he's a like, good boy. We put in so much effort with this dog. And what, what might have looked like being too strict, being too stern, being too routine. But now... Now we don't have to do that. The, we don't have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he already is on a routine. We don't need to be strict with him. He pooped today on his walk. We're not freaking out about it. We know. I know I know he will go later and he's I was not like, going to have an issue. We know that it's early enough that he probably will go poop later. It just won't yeah, be as poop big. Late, later tonight. I'm like, it just won't be a big poop. Because mm-hmm. he already did his big poop for the day. And like he peed a ton on the walk. Yeah. He, he likes to hold his pee so he can pee on every little thing. So this is our uh, spinoff podcast on the Review Podcast <laughs> Network, Talking <laughs> Poop. Talking poop? <laughs> Kaido's poop? Kaido's poops more specifically, not just any. I love that dog. I say... Stop every, myself while I'm ahead. <laughs> I always say, I tell I tell Anthony every time, I'm like, I love this dog like I birthed him myself. Like, I love this dog. He's... Okay, yeah, so... Mm, I don't know if I want to tell this story. I'm not going to tell this story. What, what story? About my interaction with... Um, one of our former leaders at the school when we first got caught. I probably shouldn't tell that story just in case people are listening. Um, But I I had told that story to one of my students uh, a couple weeks ago and I was thinking back on it and I was like, yeah, I like, I love this dog. Like he's my own child. The story, gosh, in a very brief, non-descriptive way, the story was basically that 
We had just we had just gotten Kaido. He got sick. He had a parasite. We had to take him to the vet. So I took the day off of work during uh, what would have been like a beginning of the year faculty retreat. Gotten the approval from uh, my bosses and took the day off to take the dog to the vet and take care of him. And then I get to school the following Monday. It's the first day of school. And one of our former leaders uh, comes up to me and he's like, oh, we missed you at the retreat. And yeah, you know, I started my dog. You know, we just got him. We had a health scare. He had, he had to go to the vet. We had to take care of him. And he's like, so you value your dog more than your work. Yes. And I looked at him in like shock and disbelief that somebody would say that to me right now. And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I said, and, yeah, and unfortunately, had, like, I had to take care of this and then little dog's we had a, life. We had a conversation <laughs> about, like, we're a young couple, and Kaido was a, is a, was a puppy at the time. He was, like, two months old. He was two months old. Like, we were, like, that was our baby. Like, we don't have we had no idea. Children. We had no idea what was going on with him, and we were just told he has a parasite, and he needs to go to the vet to get his medicine and to get, him, to get checked out. And unfortunately, with that parasite the vet said we'll give you medicine he's like but it's really not going to clear up until his immune system we had to go through like four uh rounds rounds of that medicine to get him all clear and we're up. not even sure it was the medicine that cleared <laughs> him up it's just their immune system as they get just older growing. yeah like gets stronger and he probably beat it on his own but i was thinking about that the other day and i was like hey i can't, i still can't believe i i was told that at that point from uh, a man of the clergy <laughs> first of all a man from the clergy um that i've i value another life more than my job yeah uh, yeah I, I kind of value all life more <laughs> yeah. than my job and so a still taken aback that that interaction happened but would he say the same thing if it was like a human child i don't know i don't know i don't have to talk to him anymore um <laughs> disgraced leader Listen, I'm not I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but all I'm saying is um, that was the only interaction I had with that person the entire school year. And that was at the very first day of school. I didn't speak one word to that person. Uh, and then at the end of the year, he had to shake my hand because I won teacher. The <laughs> so, <Bitch>. um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't say it. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gosh, I'm in like a sick delusional haze, right? I just don't care. <laughs> Let's shoot from the hip. But, that, I mean, I guess the point that I was trying to make was like, I love his dog that like he's my human child. I know. And Until we have human children. Yeah. He's my, he's my baby boy. Which I want human children. Not now. One day. One day. Um, what else do we got going on this week that we can nothing BS really about? We're gonna go see Ant Man yeah, soon. Yeah, that'll be fun. At this time of the uh, time of this release, we will have already seen Ant Man. Did you like it? I, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was we'll all right. have to see. Um, um, but we should really get into why we're here. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a very quick one because we're both. We're both sick. And also, we, we didn't write down. notes on this because we wanted to be in the moment because this was our first time watching it. So I'm going to tell um, a little bit of a background sto- contact contextual story here. Um, before we get started, Brie, do you want to do you want to uh, take a oh, God? What do I want to say? Um, a cinema pee break. <laughs> You're a weirdo. Cinema. Pee break. 
Why would you say that? All right, we're going to take a skin a pee break and then we'll be back in just a minute and you'll hear our intro song. I'm going to do a, I'm going to test it out and do like a little transitional thing with our intro song. Okay. Cool. We'll be back. We were sitting there watching this movie uh, yesterday, and Brie could not help but laugh at the sound effects of the things disappearing inside the house. Um, yeah, uh, okay. Um, the toilet, the toilet. We're gonna get to the toilet. Yes, because that was the weirdest thing I think about, and this movie's weird, but. That, that was the weirdest decision. We didn't even like tell them what <laughs> we, movie. We both sat there when the toilet disappeared and I was like, it took away their toilet? Why would it do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> that was really mean. Um, all right. Why don't we get down to it? Um, so, Brie, what is the movie that we're watching today? Skinamarink. Skinamarink. Um, I wanted to provide a little bit of context into um, my how this movie kind of got on my radar talked about it a little bit last week on the podcast ever so briefly brie and i went to disney for our honeymoon and we went to disney springs and we saw a movie we saw violent night david harbour santa movie great very movie. good very, very fun good. very fun movie um now we saw a trailer that they aired in that movie where it just looked very like i have no idea what this movie is about but they kept going like in a weird voice. It was like, in this house, in this house. And I, I remember sitting there in the theater and I was like, I just want this trailer to be over. <laughs> and and uh, then I, the movie's been on my radar since. And then it went viral because the movie leaked uh, from a film festival. And before it even had a theatrical release, it went viral on like TikTok and Reddit. And everybody was like, oh my God, this movie is like this one of the scariest things that we've seen in a long time and people were going crazy for it. So I started to do some research and learned about how Skinamarink is a very experimental analog horror movie. And it was getting a lot of mixed reactions from people. Either people really loved it or people really hated it. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to love this. Um, and I'm very curious to see what Brie has to say as the more casual viewer. Um, what did you think? I liked it, and I thought it was I thought it was scary. Holy crap! I like. I I remember last week on the podcast, I was like, I I just want to feel something. And I felt something. <laughs> we t- we had to t- okay. Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> let's okay. be honest here. So we, we were had to wa- turn we it were off. watching it last night, probably around like. Nine nine thirty. No, maybe. it was later than that. Like ten. It was it was pitch black outside, and we live in the suburbs. Like suburbs the, are scary. Not lit. Like not like the city suburbs. Like close to like the city. We live in like the outer. It's like rural. A like little it's bit. it's very rural where we live, and so it gets very dark. 
there's so, no there's no street lights and there's um, no street lights on our I've street. I've often said I think like the suburbs are so scary because it gets so dark that you have no idea what's out there. And then we're watching this movie in the dark, and we we're both we're both really sick and like in this weird delusional haze of being sick. And, and I was like, this is the prime way to watch this movie because i had heard online people were like you need to be in the right environment to watch this and movie we we had to we had to turn it off we got 40 minutes in and we had to turn it <laughs> off because we were both getting too scared i was like i'm i was like oh my god i'm so scared right now it was the scene where they were like check under the bed i was like i know I and then we were it. just breeze sitting there hiding her eyes in total terror and i look at her i'm like do you want me to turn it off? And I told him, I was like... She said no at first, but I saw the look on your face. And I, had, I was like, we got to turn I, this I off. I told Anthony, I was like, Anthony, I kind of looked this movie up before we started watching it. I was like, it gets scarier. Yeah, you told me that this morning. We finished it this yeah, morning we finished at it like 8 a.m. And it was still scary to watch it this <laughs> yes, morning. Yes, I thought it was still scary. But I'm sitting there in this like weird like haze of being sick and it's pitch black in our house. The dog is not really bothering oh, us that no, much. No, the dog was also scared of the movie. The dog hated the movie. Yeah, he was like always turning his head at it. So, okay, since we've been on our discussion about Kaido, Kaido watches TV with us, like actively watches, and he'll stare at the TV. Like he's watching it. He's definitely our child. And <laughs> so Kaido's sitting there on the couch watching the movie with us just like staring at the tv and there would be moments in the movie where he would like turn his head weird like in confusion like he, like he did not like it you know what i mean where it was i could tell that the dog was having a reaction <laughs> to this movie he wasn't barking at it or anything but like i could tell he was uh was a little one, put off there by was it. one point where it was like an extended period of time where his head was going from one side and then he twisted it to the other side and skin of marink is such an experimental film that it's like 75 percent of this movie you're just staring into a black void it's just darkness so i'm like what is this dog looking at right now because <laughs> don't they say be like dogs Dogs and babies. Dogs can sense dogs, something. Cats, like animals. Not that they can sense it in the movie, but if they stare at like a blank hallway. Animals and young children can see things that we cannot. I, yeah, we had to turn this movie off because we both got scared about 40 minutes in. And I was sitting there like, I don't think I can take, an, my heart can't take another moment where it slams into a loud high-pitched noise my heart my little itty bitty heart can't take it at, at that moment anymore so we stopped watching it we got too scared we turned it back on this morning continued to watch it and look both looked at each other multiple times and we're like we couldn't have i am assisted. so glad we turned it, it got, off last it night got worse. it got scarier i am so glad we turned it off last night because um I, I probably would have had a heart attack. I know. I was so scared. <laughs> so this, this is the big compliment. This is the biggest compliment that we can give the movie is that we had to turn and it I, off because we were gonna, too scared. And I'm not going to go beat by beat because you really can't go beat by beat. This is a very loose narrative it's in a the loose, story. I'll, I'll, if you haven't watched Skinner Marink yet, I'll give you your time to go do it. Spoilers coming soon. Pause it. Go watch it. It's on Shudder. 
a hundred minutes long. Mike, I, I think... I'll just let her finish. Okay, now I'm going to start to spoil one of, it. One of my bigger critiques, I think, of the movie is... Um, I thought it's a. I thought it was a little long. Uh, I thought it maybe ran about fifteen minutes too long, and there was so, a lot of blankness where it didn't really uh, lead to anything in like the middle of the movie. So it's essentially the narrative is there are two children, Kaylee and Kevin, and they wake up one day, like in the middle of the night, and. All the doors and windows are gone out of their house. We see the doors and the windows Disappear. disappearing. With the... <laughs> and... Um, and it also takes the toilet for whatever reason. I don't know why so whatever like, this monster, this demon, this entity is. As things are disappearing, the, the two children decide they're going to stay in the living room, stay downstairs. They bring buckets because the toilet disappeared. They're trying to stay in one spot. Kaylee hears like a voice, goes upstairs. There's like this terrifying scene where it's like the mom. Well, at first they can't find their dad. But at the beginning of the movie, we hear the dad on the phone talking about how Kevin, the little boy, was sleepwalking, fell and hit his head. And it's not really capitalized on and there's not a lot to it but that has to me like that has to be in there for a reason i have a theory about it that i'm going to get into later um but the dad is is on the phone and then the kids start waking up in the middle of the night and the the house is only lit with a nightlight in a hallway and the t the static of the tv and we just get these two kids and there's this Kaylee gets called upstairs and there's mom like sitting backwards on the te- uh, on the, <laughs> the bed. And it's like there's this terrifying moment where she says, close your eyes. Or she says, uh, she's like, Kaylee, uh, your father and I love you very much, but please, I need you to close your eyes right now. And like a bunch of like weird stuff happens. It's a, it's assume like, like Kaylee doesn't make it because. Well, yeah, okay. Let's take it step by step because we're going a, a little. Because I, I don't even know where it. one like <laughs> plot point goes and what. So, the way I I kind of took it from this very loose narrative structure is that. Kevin and Kaylee are investigating. They're trying to find their parents, but. And lo and behold, there are no doors or windows in the house anymore. Kevin at one point asks, like, where did they all go? And they are, they're both trying to stay together. But Kaylee gets called upstairs, like you said. And there's that interaction that she has with the mom. But there's also this moment where it's like, look under the, like the voice tells her to look under the bed. And what I really appreciate out of the movie is... It could have very, like, there's maybe, like, three or four cheap jump scares in the movie. But it could have easily done, like, more of them. Somebody on Twitter made a good point about the movie. They're like, this movie is expert in don't show and don't tell. Because <laughs> usually we say show, don't tell. But this one we it, didn't, it doesn't show we us anything. You don't really see much. I don't think we need to see much. I think the fear in the movie is the fear of the unknown and what could be out there. So Kaylee 
sees her mother vanish. Mom disappears. Meanwhile, the voice is still calling out to her, like kind of mimicking the mom. And then she hears screams. She hears like crunching, which I think we're supposed to assume is bone bones or like the body crunching. Um, Kaylee goes down back down with Kevin and they go to sleep. Kaylee wakes up and is called back by the voice, which now sounds a little bit more demonic, deeper voice. Yeah. Uh, Kevin wakes up, tries to find his sister, and then I am. This is where I'm very glad we turned off the movie last night and watched the rest of it this morning. Uh, Kaylee pops back up into frame without any eyes or mouth. mouth. And it was horrifying. And it's like, then we get the demonic voice starts talking to Kevin. And it's like, let's play. It's I want to play. Like, I want to play. And Kevin's like, brings toys out. But then it says the again. Toys start, the toys start to go up on top of the ceiling and like on the walls and things. And it's like, I want to play. So it's like, it doesn't want to play with the toys, Kevin. He wants to do... Kevin, you fool. <laughs> and then the most terrifying... It says, put a knife in your eye. And he does. And he does. And we see like blood dripping on like a cabinet or something. Yeah. Like we see the splatter and we hear him crying. Yes. And... How do I want to put this about Skinnamarink? Is you don't see much. You don't they really don't, see they the, don't show you really anything. They don't really show you the kids, really. They don't show you anything. We get a lot of feet, see, a lot of top the of gore. heads. So the way that the movie is shot is really, really interesting because we get this like static, like we're watching a movie on a projector almost. It's like a 1970s-esque yeah. static. And every camera angle is either too low, like very much like the camera's on the ground in a corner or it's too high. So you don't see anything. really anything that's happening. And a lot of the time, the camera is pointed towards the corner of of the room, like the top corner of the ceiling, or into an open hallway or an open door frame that's just dark. And I think it, it's so simplistic that it's super effective. We were saying yesterday, like, we're watching the movie. We're, like, six minutes into the movie, and Bree's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I was like, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't quite put my finger on why this is so effective, but it is. And, like, the it's the less is more approach, I guess, where it's like, if you're really not paying attention to some of the little things, you could completely miss the narrative that's happening in this movie. You can completely miss the like little vanishing points. But where I think the movie thrives is atmosphere, environment, and I, I playing, was telling, playing around with audiences' expectations. Well, I told you, I you're like, what makes this movie so scary? I was like, well, it is the overabundance of negative space. Yeah, like we've talked about that a lot like, on this podcast. Ne- you, Less effective, is more. Effective use of nev- negative space. Lighting, like the absence of light and very little light sources, like mess with your, like 
you expect to see something in the dark, so your mind is making up shapes in the we're, dark. We're so conditioned as horror fans to expect something to pop out of the darkness. So when it doesn't, I feel like I said this is the blue balls of horror movies because it's like I'm so when it the camera is like three minutes into one dark space, like I'm so, I'm tensing myself up so hard for that, what we think for is what right. I think is going to pop out, and then nothing happens. So. I think that's really effective as a tool, like messing with the audience's al- already conceived expectations of a horror movie by giving them nothing. But also I think what it does effectively as well is like you are not privy to the whole story of what's going on. I feel like there's like, stuff in there that they're intentionally not telling the audience. But I feel like there's stuff in there, too, that it's like you had to have said that for a reason. We had to have had the conversation that Kevin's dad has on the phone about him banging his head or hitting his head down the stairs for a reason. And I think that my theory that I'm going to get into later um, plays into that. And, And that's part of my rationale for having that theory. But also, like... It's how do I? I don't know how to word it properly. I'm I'm like speechless at this movie a little bit, and that doesn't happen very often. This movie made me scared. At yeah, night. it made me scared. So okay, we went to bed, turned the movie off, fell asleep on the couch, got up, went to our bedroom, and usually we put the TV on when we go to bed in our bedroom. I woke up to Hulu stopping its autoplay and then our TV kind of goes into like a, not a static, but it's just like a blank screen when there's no interaction with it for a while, but it stays on. So I felt like the kids in the movie where I'm like, I don't want to turn this, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to turn this TV off right now and just like (laughs) have to listen to the little creaks in our house. We were sitting there watching the movie and we got like a bang something banged in our house and we don't know what it was we went paused the movie investigated it had no idea what it was but i was like oh my god this movie is going to um scare the ever-loving crap out of (laughs) both of us and we were like six minutes in or something when that happened there's definitely a subtlety here with everything that happens in the movie I don't think we have to learn about this whole story. I don't think we have to necessarily understand what's going on. I think that's kind of the horror of it all, too, is we as the audience are left confused as to what's going on. We don't have all the answers. And that's scary, too. That's like it's the fear of the unknown. Like, I have no idea what's happening right now. So that makes it even scarier. And I think with Skinnamarink, it's very easy to fuck that up in a movie because there are, there are movies we watch. Like, I'm going to go back to The Unborn for, for an yes. example and say they kind of overly told us everything that was going on in that movie. But you can, and that's what made that movie kind of suck for me, but... You could have the complete opposite where you have a horror movie that doesn't tell you goddamn anything that's going on. And if you don't pull it off in a good way, then it's not effective. 
But with this, we've pulled it off in such a way where it is, it's the idea that we don't have all the answers that makes this so scary to us, that we have, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's in this house. We don't know why the doors and the windows are, are leaving. We don't know where the parents went. We don't know what's happening to these kids. But just being along for the ride is scary. I know. Oh, my gosh. So scary. I was just like, I'm terrified. I was like, I'm terrified. And I looked at Anthony in that moment. I was like, I could already tell you how scary it is. It So, well, let's continue on with the basic narrative structure, which is really weird. Well, after um, he, Kevin, he stabs, he stabs himself in the eye. You get the crying. Like, which for some people is horrifying enough that they would put a four-year-old child in peril like that. I know. And then we get more of like this scary voice. And, and it's it's commanding Kevin to do stuff, and it's saying like, Kaylee, I took her mouth because she did, uh, she wasn't li- oh, she so didn't listen. Kevin is on the phone. He picks up the phone. He calls nine one one, and the operator's like, "What happened?" He's I cut myself and I'm sick, and it's like a four year old just trying to communicate with the police. And what's scary is like she's talking. She's like, "Is there anyone home?" He's like, "No." And then it's like, then why are you whispering? Is there someone there? And I'm just, and it's like, how old are you? And she's like, stay on the phone with me. He's, and then he tells them there's no doors and the doors are gone. Yeah. Kind of like knowing that, like, even though he's calling 911, like no one's going to be able to help him. So then the phone vanishes and becomes like a little fisher price chatter phone which is horrifying yeah you made you made that toy scary now congratulations <laughs> uh you did your job now i'm terrified no the part where the lights are off and you see like the eyes and then the lights like go on and then the eyes move on the, the phone is terrifying yeah that's it towards the end of the movie so kevin starts having a conversation with whatever this is in the house and the thing keeps saying like i can do anything and says kaylee didn't listen to me yeah she kept asking for her mom and dad so i took away her eyes and i took away her mouth uh yikes better better listen kevin i know (laughs) better listen to this guy (laughs) so then it starts like messing with the kid even further and then it shows 572 days, which I believe we're supposed to assume is how long Kevin's been, Kevin's been in this house by himself. Reminded me of Grave Encounters, like that time loop aspect where you're, you're like outside of the realm of space and time. Because he's still four. Yeah. But I... Okay, so here's where my theory is going to come in. Okay, we got man with a theory. Man with a theory. I think that the movie is a response to Kevin's head trauma from hitting his head. Because, and and this is where I'm going with this. They had to have put in that line about him hitting his head in the very beginning for a reason. I'm like, what if he had a concussion and he went to sleep? That's what I'm saying. Is because if you go, have a when con- you're when you're a child and you're dealing with, I don't know, maybe a concussion. Well, dad should know that you people with concussions shouldn't go to sleep because but I'm they sa- could but go I'm into saying, a coma. 
I'm saying like maybe this kid is like experiencing this concussion and you know when it's like you can't go to sleep and you're being told because he's being told multiple times to go to sleep in this movie and maybe he's being told to go to sleep and it's this kid as a four-year-old with a head injury losing track of time being in this delusion you know seeing things that might not be there or like feeling like he stabbed himself in the eye when he didn't or feeling like i can't find my parents i think i don't know i think it's a little concussion thing going on i don't know we would have to ask people who wrote the movie yeah, guy ain't gonna tell us. <laughs> Nobody's gonna, he's not gonna say anything about that. Or I could be completely off the mark. I could be looking into it so much, too much, and it could actually be like a demon, some kind of cosmic entity or supernatural force in this house. In this house, it was scary. Yeah, um, I. <sighs> it's hard to describe Skin and Marink because you don't see. A lot. You don't see anything, so like it. it this, I, I knew this was going to be a really a, tough it's podcast a tough, to do. It's tough and- to like tell you about the movie because like there really is nothing to tell you about. <laughs> my favorite was seeing the uh, scene from Family Guy where Brian is like a seeing eye dog taking his person to uh, his blind person to the movies to see Blair Witch, and he's like, "Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening." Nothing's happening. <laughs> Something about a map. Nothing's happening. Okay, yeah, it's over. I guess, I guess <laughs> this is this is scary. Skinmaring is scary in the same way Blair Witch Project scary. Because it's about it's more about what do you think is there rather than showing us what also, is there. Also, the people in Blair Witch they're lost. Like they're lost. It's dread. It's like I don't know where I am, and for some reason we're going around in circles. It, it's, Whereas in Skinamarink, the doors and windows are gone. There was it's like, like you can't escape. Like wherever you are, you, there's no escaping. It, and that's why I'm saying it's dread. It's the idea of like, there's nothing I can do to make this situation better. I'm just along for the ride. and I'm being tortured by it. There were multiple times in this movie where I was like, I just wanted to be over. And not for a bad reason. Not that I thought it was bad, but because I was like, I don't know if I can fucking take it anymore. <laughs> and there's a scene at the end where like there's blood spatter. Like where it's to assume Kevin's Kevin yeah, is, is gone. But yeah. then Kevin he tells we see the face at the end, right? Yeah. Like the obscured face, which I think we're supposed to assume is the entity, the demon, whatever yeah. it is. And uh which if you're going along with my theory, you can say maybe it's one of kevin's parents that is telling him to go to sleep or the doctor or something yeah and kevin can't make out the face because of his head injury i don't know maybe i'm thinking about it too much she's looking at me i I mean maybe kevin's like a in a coma maybe he's in a coma like maybe we're thinking about it too much yeah and maybe we're not supposed to be thinking about it that hard i don't know but I I what I think this movie resonates so much with us is because like I told you this this morning when we watched it and I was I said I think we've all been there not that we've like, been tor- we've, tormented we've been by a kids demon where like it's dark and you see things that are not there like your brain is inventing do you, like do you remember being like six or seven years old waking up and roaming your house 
in the dark and like not wanting to go in a certain place because it's just we a, would never a go, dark void and we a would hallway. never go in the basement yeah that's how i was i would never go in it's too dark i and the, there's the, the light, fear of like what light, could be out for, there the light in the basement was at the bottom of the stairs same you had yeah. to go all the way down and then turn on the light no no thanks i that's what i'm saying i think we it elicits this feeling of like we remember when we were there as kids and how scary it was entering the blankness of the dark and not wanting to do it because as kids you're like i don't know what's out there i know i mean <laughs> i just i feel I like i get scared about that sometimes when i'm in my i'm in the house i'm 20 how old am i right now 27 27 year old human being and I get scared of this house when I'm by myself in here for the night, you know, like when you go on your trips or something and I have to stay in the house by myself. I'm I, it's like I a little scared. scary. Yeah, it's a little scary. Our house make creaky noises that Our house scare makes me. creaking noises and uh, like there are animals that roam around outside. But there's animals that roam around inside. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I was thinking like. Even I like in as a as an adult person still don't like going into places when it's dark. No. <laughs> because you just don't know. Scary. Oh my god. When I take the dog out at like we get up at like I don't know, eleven o'clock from sleeping in the on, on the couch. We get up and I let the dog out and I bring him on the leash outside to go pee. And it's so dark in that backyard that I'm like I've no there could be anything out there. There can be a coyote, there can be a killer. A killer coyote, a killer coyote. <laughs> Why does his mind always go, there's a killer out here? Yeah. I was like, it could be somebody standing there in the dark. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to it, Bree. Scariest thing somebody ever told me. You never know who's watching you. You never Thanks. know. You never know who's watching you. <laughs> um this is a quick podcast. I know. I, I was like, "We're that's pretty much that's skin marine." That's pre- <laughs> bing, bing, bing. pretty much it. Um, one of the more scary movies that we've seen yeah. recently, and I wish that there was more for us to say about it. But I, I think, think the the, the we- less is more aspect. I think is enough that said it. What's scary about this movie is the atmosphere, the tone, the bringing you back to how it was when you were a kid. And the idea of the unknown, mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers. And that's scary is you're just along for the ride. Yeah, it's terrifying. And we shut it off halfway through. I know. Because so, it was too scary to watch in the dark. I know. So <laughs> I got to ask Anthony. It's the biggest compliment we can I get. I got to ask you, how scary is it? Um, How scary is it? I'm going to write it down because I didn't take notes on this, but I want to keep my score uh, written down. I'm going to say 9.1. Man, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say this was like a 9.4 for me. Wow. It was scary. Like, okay, it takes... I'm going 9.1 because I've never come across a movie that I've had to turn off halfway through because it was too scary to watch in the environment that I was in. I know. It was too scary to watch (laughs) in the dark. I was like, that's why it's a 9.4 to me. And... This is the first time in a while where I'm like, I was scared. Yeah. Like, you were, you were like cowering in the couch. You know, 
like last time I felt this scared was the the first act of um the invisible man. Yeah. Before it became a slasher movie. Before it became a slasher movie, Invisible Man was scary in the suspense way. Yeah. But that was also because they were using negative Fear space. Fear of the unknown. Ugh, negative like you space. have an expe- Invisible Man does this thing where you have an expectation that something might be there. So they play on that. Cinema Rink does the same thing. Um, I, oh God, I was going to say something else too that, uh, environment plays a big role in, in how people are going to take this movie. We watched it dead of night, lights off, volume up, scary, big, big TV. And I think that made the movie scarier for us. Definitely. Whereas if you watch it with your headphones on, on your computer, it might not be as, it might not impact you as much. I can understand why people might not have liked this movie. Yeah. Cause it re- really didn't see anything for 90% of the movie. You're staring at nothing. Yeah. You're staring at toys or you're staring at a wall or a TV. I, with a I retweeted play. this thing that was like, um, People be like, my favorite part is Skinamarink, and it's just like black. <laughs> it's a black <laughs> screen. <laughs> I read something on Reddit that was like, people were looking at the blackness so much, like the darkness, and no, I they were say- seeing things. Yeah, inside you the you felt like you were seeing like figures in the stuff darkness, that wasn't there, but it was just your imagination. It's just how the darkness fell. That's so crazy that a movie can elicit something like that that can make you see stuff just because of your imagination you know that's a that's the biggest compliment that i think you can give this movie is that it if the director's motives for shooting it the way he shot it was i want people i want people's imagination to guide the viewing of their movie like it's it's scary because people are imagining how scary it could be and that's got to be the biggest compliment that people are seeing shit yeah, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was pretty good too. But I can understand why people wouldn't like it because it's very, it, like you've been saying, it's avant-garde, it's experimental, it's not a traditional horror movie by any sense. Somebody on Twitter was like, this belong, this doesn't belong in a movie theater, it belongs in a museum as an art piece. Yeah, it is art. It was art. This is the, the artsiest, fartsiest of the horror movies yeah. that I think we can get to. Very experimental stuff. It's definitely not for everybody. Like if I'm thinking about my students, like I have to, I often talk about the horror movies I watch with like my seniors, and some I don't think some of them it. some of them I think not well I don't know some of them I think are apt to it, some of them I think are just like the casual viewer you know that wants the next Conjuring jump scare jump scare jump scare fest, but this was a how you could make a movie scary with literally not showing us really anything. It was and terrifying. It's so, it's it was so terrifying. crazy how effective it oh is. Oh my gosh, right? we were so scared the entire time, like to the point where we had to turn it off. Like that is what I would say a very scary movie. Yeah, when I said I want to feel something, I just want to feel. I was scared. like, I felt something. I felt scared. I felt scared. I gave up on it. I was like, I can't. Watch <laughs> I had it. to I wait t- till the morning. I said, Anthony, I think we should turn this off. I'm very scared. <laughs> yeah, a big fan, big fan of skin. I, I think. 
2023 is starting off to be a really good year for horror. Yeah. So, but now we said it was a 9.1 on the scary scale, Anthony. Now you got to do how good was it? Because for some reason you want to do that as well. On the good scale? Yeah. I'm thinking. Hang on. I'm thinking. Um, I would say probably an 8.4. It was good. Like, it was very artsy and very cool. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 8.4. Because it was scary. 8.4 on the good scale. Yeah, because it was really good. Come upstairs. Ah! <laughs> go to the basement. No. Go to the basement. Get out of here. Go to the basement. I'm not going to the basement. Take away my eyes, then I won't see what's going on. You know? I dare you take away my eyes, my mouth. Voice, uh, indistinguishable uh, demon voice tells me to go to the basement. No. No. Not happening. Take away my eyes and mouth. I ain't doing it. Just kill me now. I said, I told Brie after we watched the movie, I was like, I'd just be like, kill me now. Just no, kill me. It's the same way me. I feel about all like these zombie like movies. I'm like, why do these people fight so hard to be alive? Just kill me. Right? Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with zombies. I don't want to be around I, I'd be anymore. Like, I'd be like the first one. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'm just going to let it, let it happen. Yeah. Like, why are you guys so insistent on like surviving? Yeah. I, I feel like I can't get like I can get into the <laughs> I can get into like The Last of Us, right? Which we have not watched. Which yet. we have not watched yet. I could get into the fact like, oh, it's a survivor movie. I'm like, but why even try? I don't know. Like, Especially is, because the characters in The Last of Us have like no reason to sur- want to survive. Like, like why? all their families die and everything. Like why even try? <laughs> Like, why even try? I have no clue. Like, why not just... Die. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> I was like... I know a lot of... Like, there's a lot of discourse on this in, like... In The Last of Us? No. In the... TikTok community? Yeah. About, like, why are people so insistent on surviving in these, like, events? Like, Why? I think we just give up. I, I don't I don't particularly like being alive. <laughs> I think the movie that captured that the most, like the all all hope is lost type mentality was um have you ever seen The Mist? No. So at the spoilers, at the end of the movie, the movie and the book end differently. Stephen King's The Mist. The end of the movie is they get out of the department store that they're um or the grocery store that they're locked in for the whole movie. And there's monsters out in the mist and everything. They get into a car and they start driving. They're like, we're just going to go. When the car runs out of gas, um, there's like four people in the car. And one guy has a gun. And they all decide, we're just going to die. And one, the guy with the gun is uh, tasked with shooting everybody and then going to shoot himself. And he does it. But then at the end of the movie, including his kid, and at the end of the movie... As soon as he's about to like pull the trigger on himself, he sees the fucking U.S. military go by. It's like saving everybody. And it's like, oh, no, the U.S. military, you came at the wrong time again. <laughs> Once again, you came at the wrong time. If you came 10 minutes earlier, we could have been okay. But yeah, that movie captures like the all hope is lost type thing. Like, why even try why to even survive try? at this point? Um. Do you think our house is demon proof? I don't know where they'd be 
It's so small. I was thinking about it while we were watching Skin Marink, and I was like, "Our house is too small. Our house is too small we're all to one house level. a demon." Usually, these houses that have demons in them are like double storied, like two story. Like there's an upstairs or there's a basement or something. We don't have either of those things in our house. We have a a ranch, so I don't even know where the demon would go. Our house is way too small for this. So I think we're demon proof here, Bree. I don't think we really have to worry. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry at all. Like, how's, how could a demon, like, realistically screw with us in a house this small? They would have no fun. It's no fun. No, you got to go to a, the our neighboring house that is uh, much bigger than ours and much more expensive. Mess with those rich people, demon. Not right. with us. Well, so what's next on our docket? On our docket? Nothing um, really. Nothing. There's movies that are It'll have been be a on surprise. So next week's episode will be a surprise for you guys. We're going to go, you know, make some mini weenies, get ready for the Super Bowl. I bet on the Gatorade color. I um, think it's going to be red. Well, okay, so this is air, this is going to come out post Super Bowl. So I'm going to say thanks Gatorade color for being blue <laughs> and winning me some money. I just hasn't been read well, it's, in 20 it's, years. It's Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes. Versus the Eagles. Where where are the Eagles from? Philadelphia. Oh, good. Good. If the if the Philadelphia Eagles win, the Gatorade's going to be blue. Somebody made like a if the Kansas, like an in-depth If the Kansas City Chiefs win, the Gatorade's going to be red. Somebody made like an in-depth analysis about the Gatorade color and predicted that it would be yellow and went based off of like historical Gatorade colors and how well the color usually meshes with the team's colors. So uh, like blue would be a good contrast to everything else, I think, based on the team's colors, especially if the Eagles win. Um, but we're, we're time traveling. We're in the future. Congratulations to... The Super Bowl winners and the can the um cans Philadelphia Chiefles Chiefles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bree. Why don't we wrap it up? Okay, our our um socials. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna get on it. It's good. it's on my to do list. I bought myself a to do list planner. She's gonna be on a plane. Might um, as well do it. On might the as plane. well do it on the plane. Get all those things done. So hopefully by next two episodes from now i have some stuff to give you did we even hit an hour on this episode i don't even know i don't think we even hit an hour um well we hope you enjoyed it um, a little quickie you can you can <laughs> uh you know email us at review podcast one at gmail.com if you have anything for us this is the review network i've dubbed this the review podcast network with our uh spinoff podcast Talking, talking poo and then talking poop um that yeah that's, that's it, it. Um, <laughs> she she lost her train of thought if you want to get a hold of anthony you can follow him uh at uh gld tv one and hopefully we'll be back next week not sick and if you want to get a hold of me you need to go downstairs you need to go in this house in this house <laughs> Um, get in loser we're going in this house <laughs> <laughs> um 
Well, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, rate us five stars because I don't want to be crying. All, all that mumbo jumbo. All that mumbo jumbo. And also, I got to go check if my toilet is still here. I know. Or if the demon was an asshole and like took away my toilet I don't for absolutely a, no and reason. And now you got to peep and poop in buckets. Yeah, for 500 days. <laughs> anyway. How crazy. How crazy. 500 How crazy. days. How did he have food? I don't know. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>